And there are some Christians that believe, paradoxically, you know, they hold on to the I'm not perfect excuse, and that allows the devil to attach a string to their heart. They say, I'm not perfect, and then they drink every once in a while. They say, I'm not perfect, but they're still fornicating every once in a while. They say, they say I'm only human, but they smoke. Oh, it's okay. That's not the right response. to the Yahweh Wise Podcast. Happy Resurrection Weekend. Happy, hope you have a, a good Friday. I hope you've had a good Friday. Excuse me. God bless you. I wanted to come on real quick. I don't have too much time, but I wanted to come on real quick and I wanted to share just a message that the Lord deposited in my, in my heart that I want to take maybe the next 10 minutes or so to share. And uh, my message and episode for today is there is no feel good in sin. And maybe about a few, maybe about maybe five, 10, 15 minutes ago, I, I was engaging in some serious spiritual warfare. And, you know, I asked the father to plead. I asked to plead the blood of the, uh, excuse me, I'm stuttering. <laughs> I asked to plead the blood of Jesus over my eyes, over my mind, over my ears. And, uh, I want to be the first to tell you guys, for those of you tuning into the Facebook Live, that this is not a retaliatory message of any kind. This is not uh, uh, this is not a message sent with malice in the heart, or you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to call out anybody individually, but I want to set the record straight because if I had known this for the first eight years of my walk, it would have drastically changed my walk entirely. But the name of today's message is called, There Is No Feel Good in Sin. And I'm gonna read from Luke 9.23. But before I do, I wanna say a quick prayer. Father God, in your mighty holy name, we thank you for the sacrifice you gave us through your son. We thank you for the very blood that makes the Passover so 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 wonderful we thank you for allowing us into your good graces through your son jesus we thank you for all the things that you blessed us with today including the blessing of today for those of us that did wake up we thank you for the grace you've imparted onto us to do your will today to sow the good seed of faith to fight the good fight of faith and to build our faith individually and collectively as a body father god we pray that you forgive us of our sins and we thank you for the opportunity to grant us forgiveness, to grant us an opportunity to give true repentance so that we may receive your spirit, Father God. Father God, we thank you for the full meeting of the Passover. We thank you for the full meeting of sacrificing your son at the cross. We thank you for paving that way, Father God. Father God, at this time, I ask you to plead the blood of Jesus over this microphone, over my mind. Give me the words I need and the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding I need to impart onto your people. Allow your power and your strength and your spirit to flow through me so that all those who are within the sound of my voice, they receive the oil and they can break and they can break the yoke. 
and they can walk strong in your presence, Father God, that you may uplift them and uphold them and boldly strengthen them. For we are the righteous people, Father God. We thank you. We thank you for the wisdom on today. And in Jesus' name, let your will be done today, tomorrow, and all the days of our lives. Amen. All right, guys. So going into it, I'm going to read Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Children of Yah, I want to be the first, I want to be the first to explain one thing because I came from a church, okay? I came from a church where the pastors would say, all you have to do is just say the words, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and then it's done. Guys, this is an absolute lie from the pits of hell, okay? Repentance is a daily thing. Coming to the cross is a daily thing. Presenting yourself a living sacrifice is a daily thing. And taking up your cross is a daily thing. Because children of y'all, let me, let me explain to you what happened to me. I said the words once, and I thought I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. However, here's what really happened. My life didn't automatically get better as a result. For the next eight years, I struggled with a sin for pornography. And it was very, very difficult to shake, to shake off. And then two and a half to three years of those eight years, I was almost suicidal because of it. Why? Because I didn't take up my cross daily. I didn't sacrifice that part of my flesh daily. You know, there are some people that say you don't need to pursue it every single day. You don't need to keep doing the same thing every single day. It's already given to you. Just live your life. That is a lie from the pits of hell. And this is the thing, children of Yah, that has weakened American Christianity. The people who say you don't have to keep doing the same thing over and over. You could just live your life. And then they're drinking, they're smoking, they're fornicating. They're doing the things that they know they shouldn't be doing. And they're taking the grace for granted. The reason the reason for that children of Yah is because they have not seen the fires of hell in their sin. They have not seen the fires of hell in their sin yet. The Bible says the God of this age has blinded them. And when God, I mean, um, when the God of this age, when the devil, when the, when that serpent of old, the dragon, when the beast deceives you, with your sin into thinking that it's supposed to feel good, he will blind you from the fires of hell. And God, and if you're content with believing the lie, God will allow it. God will allow you to go in the way of unrighteousness. Matter of fact, the Bible says, let me, let me read to you what the Bible says. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Children of Yah, there is no feel good in sin. There's no feel good in sin. I was watching a YouTube video and I was listening to a woman talk, talk about the sodomy that, go, that goes on in the upper echelons of society, how, how men sell their wives out in secret circles so that they could, they could be sodomized, they could be raped, they could be this, they could be that, and they even do the same thing to their, to their children. 
And then the wives, they dress up and then they get passed around. And then what they call, what the world calls, have a train run over them. For those of you who have kids nearby, please, I'm going to encourage you. This, this, this live is not for kids. This episode is not for kids. Make sure you're in a secluded place where you can blind the, blind the things of what I'm about to say. But children of y'all, this, this is what they do behind the scenes. And when I say there is no feel good in sin, I'm primarily, I'm primarily talking about sexual immorality. Primarily, there are some twisted minds, including in the church today. There are many pastors, there are many deacons, there are many people who hold positions in the office of church, and they're doing the wrong thing with, 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 with kids. And you know something? You know, and these are what the Bible calls wolves in sheep's clothing. These are what the Bible calls false prophets. But here's the thing. For the false prophets, the Bible says the false prophets will rise up and deceive many. When the truth is typically brought out into the light, like I was watching this video of this pastor. He was in Indianapolis and he came out to the congregation right after service was over. And he said, I have a I have a confession. I had sex with an underage minor one time and it can and, uh, uh, you know, I messed up. And you know what the congregation did? You know, they didn't do an open rebuke. Instead, what they did was, we love you, pastor. It's okay. It's okay. You're human. We're all human. Children of y'all, let me explain to you. Let me explain to you the, the dangers of using the we're all human excuse. For those of you that use the we're all human excuse, I've heard this said once before, but it takes away the sin that it takes it takes away the sting of correction when you know you've done something wrong when you know you've done something wrong where where where's the scripture for the word of god is sharper than any two-edged sword where is it give me a, give me a moment give me give me one quick second But um, the whole point of the Bible, children of y'all, is that when you're faced with the truth, congratulations, I've said this before, that is called conviction. That means that the truth is piercing your heart because you know you're doing something you are not supposed to be doing. And when the Bible calls that truth out, congratulations. That means that you now have a way to turn away from it. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Children of y'all, the way we're supposed to take the way we're supposed to take captive of every thought that we have that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Whenever you get a nasty thought into your head, please, please understand, you have to immediately renounce it and cover your mind with the blood of Jesus. You have to immediately renounce it and reject it. Do not let that thought grow in your heart and in your mind. Otherwise, that will give birth to the feel-good sin. For me, I'll be transparent. 
Like I said, I struggle with a porn addiction for 22 years. Every time I go out, the temptation to look at woman, women is there. Because these days, especially now that the warmer weather is coming, the women have a, have a harder time keeping their clothes on. Every single woman wants to be naked. I'm even seeing little girls. I'm not looking at them in a perverted manner, but I've been seeing little girls dress as, as minimal as possible. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. And the spirit has expressly told me that the judgment of God is at hand. These people, what people don't really realize is that we've already been judged. And if you repent from your sin, you will be spared. The very thing that gives this holiday its meaning, the repentance is for that purpose. Because Jesus died on the cross, one Friday and rose on the third day. What better time to come to repentance and repentance isn't yes, father, I'm sorry, father, I'll never do it again, father, I promise, father. And then 30 minutes and then 30 seconds later, you know, you dipping and dabbing. That's not what that means. True repentance. See, it, ha it has to be genuine. It has to be a genuine act in the heart to say, you know what, Father, I'm done with this. I'm done. Because every time I was looking at the porn, I always heard the devil say, <laughs> got you. I always heard the deception in my head. And the more I heard him, the less I heard him. The more I heard the devil in my head, the less I heard God. For those of you tuning into the podcast platform. I was tired of it. And so I said, you know what, Father? I'm done. And I'm not just saying it this time. I'm very, very serious. I need a life change immediately. And I went on a fast for four days, five days. And it's been, I, I, can, I don't even know how long it's been at this point, but I have not looked at pornography at all. I was very, very serious. And right after I came to repentance, the father saw my sincerity in the heart and my sincerity in the mind. And he blessed me with the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit gave me that power. The Holy Spirit gave me the true discernment. The Holy Spirit gave me the whole breakdown, the whole shakedown. Okay, this is this and that is that. And children of Yah, I want to encourage each and every one of you to come to the same, the same terms. Because here's the truth of the matter, children of Yah. American Christianity is embarrassingly weak. There are countries all over the world who are dying. Our brothers and sisters around the world are getting shot with an AK-47 to the head for, for boldly proclaiming the gospel. And they do it like it's Tuesday. But here, we're afraid to even preach the truth. Why? Because our negative best friend is going to say something to us. Children of Yah, there is no feel good in sin. And yes, a refusal to preach the truth, a refusal to receive the blood of Jesus, a refusal to turn away from sin is a, an act of rebellion against the most high God. I don't want you to come to this children of y'all. I don't want you to come to this. I want today to be a start 
where you turn it around if you haven't. That secret sin that you think that God is going to stamp a tax exemption on children of Yah, you have to submit it to the cross and you have to do it as much as you possibly can. You got to starve that flesh. You got to bind that flesh. You got to bind that flesh, children of y'all. Bind it. Go on a seven-day fast if you have to. Go on a month-long fast if you have to. The demon cannot feed on your soul if you don't feed it the thing that it needs to stay in your body. There is a reason why in the book of Numbers, when someone died and they were unclean, that God ordered the children of Israel not, not to touch them for seven whole days. Why? Because the unclean spirit had to leave the body. Just because the vessel dies doesn't mean the spirit, the unclean spirit dies with it. That is not how it works. That's not how it works. There's a reason why God flooded the earth in the days of Noah. Because there were hybrid beings, there were Nephilims, there were demons, there were things that at one point we haven't even seen ever again. And Noah and his, and the rest of his family, the seven, the, his wife and his three sons and their wives, they were the holiest of holies at the time. And God knew that if he washed the earth clean with sin. And he told them, you're going to be here for 40 days and 40 nights or 40 nights. Rather, I don't know the scripture verbatim, but I know it was 40 days. That was more than enough time. For the demons to flee the earth. And that's why God did it. But right afterwards, the plan didn't work out the way it was supposed to, because God said he was sorry that he, he made man. And right afterwards, the devil still found a hole in the hearts. But here's the thing, though. What do you think Noah did in the ark for 40 days? How, how, how heavy was that worship? When they were in the middle of, of typhoons and tsunamis, how crazy must it, must it have been to say, you know what, Father? Thank you. Thank you for warning me. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for, see, for, for, for allowing me to see, to see your, 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 your light. Yeah, that, that, that must have been crazy. And then he did it for a very long time. You know, God was very gracious to him. God didn't give him a time limit and say, You're, you got to build the ark by this time. Otherwise, all of you will be destroyed. No, we serve a God of patience, children of Yah. One of the fruits of the spirit is patience. Patience. And there are some Christians that believe, paradoxically, you know, they hold on to the I'm not perfect excuse and that allows the devil to attach a string to their heart. They say, I'm not perfect. And then they drink every once in a while. They say, I'm not perfect, but they're still fornicating every once in a while. They say, they say I'm only human, but they smoke. Oh, it's okay. That's not the right response. 
That's not the right, that's not the right response. If you're going to a church and you know the pastor is doing dirt and you know the leadership is doing dirt or you know somebody in the church is doing dirt, that's responsible for your growth, your spiritual growth, your walk, your anointing. You need to get away from them. You need you need to you need to get away from them. Let me let me find the scripture. Let me find the scripture. Where is it? It's a scripture where Jesus talk about Jesus talks about the left and the right eye. Matthew 5 verse 27, you've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. For those of you Christians who are still carnal in your discernment, it does not literally mean pluck out your eye and pluck out your hand. There's a reason why the Bible says if your right eye causes you to sin, if your right hand causes you to sin. Why, is it, why doesn't it say your left hand? Why doesn't it say your left elbow, your, eat, your knee, your, your, your foot, your toe, your ear? If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. What that basically means, children of Yah, is if the righteous around you is leading you into sin, you have to forsake it. You have to get rid of them. If the hand that you use to do the righteous works of God is leading you into perdition, then children of Yah, you have to forsake it and you have, you have to cut it loose because that hand is going to be responsible for your condemnation. There is no feel good in sin. And those of you who think there is, the devil has blinded you from seeing the fires of hell. Because those of us who have truly repented from sin, I guarantee you, we have seen the fires of hell. I saw the fires of hell in pornography. There was a point where I started to see skulls. I started to see death in the porn that I was watching. I started to see a serpent in the porn that I was watching. Those of you who are going to smoke the weed, you're going to come to that. Those of you who, who, who drink the alcohol, you're going to come to that. Those of you who fornicate, you're going you're gonna to especially come to that. There, there, was a, there was a point in time when I was out there doing my thing. The women that I would sleep around with, they would do these weird demonic hisses. It'd be like, And then I and then I would look in her eyes and I would and I would literally see a serpent and I would just kind of look at look at her kind of disguise the look like like uh I've never heard that sound before maybe I should stop doing what I'm doing even though I didn't because I was eyeball deep in sin 
children of Yah, you're going to eventually come to that with the back doors that you keep a secret for you. Your back doors are not going to feel so good anymore. You're back. Like we are in, I don't understand. I don't think you guys understand how ridiculously close we are to the end times. I don't think you guys see it. We are the, the divisions that the Lord has given me regarding the future. It's going to get really ugly. And God watches everything that you see and do. He watches everything. You are not getting away with anything. The Bible says that God will judge the secrets of men. Those of you who think I'm being too harsh, there's a reason why I'm being harsh. Telling someone to repent from their sin is the second most loving thing you could ever do for them. Because you're warning them from the fires of hell, no different from you warning a child to stay away from the stove. The first most loving thing that you can do for someone is to sacrifice your life for them. Because Jesus told the disciples in the Gospel of John, you're all my friends. And there's no greater thing that one can do but to lay down his life for his friends. And all of you, who are fighting the good fight of faith, you are my friends. For all of you who desire and seek to fight the good life, fight of faith, you too are my friends. But it doesn't start with you just saying words. It starts with the intention of the heart. It's not how much you know, and it's not how much you try to fight against sin. It's how open your heart is to Jesus how open your heart is to Jesus. Some of you are thinking that Jesus dying on the cross was a huge tragedy. And yes, in some regards it was, but it was a victory for us. And it was a defeat for the devil because now, as long as we accepted the blood of Jesus, the devil lost a foothold from us. There's a, um, there's a chapter in the book of Revelation that talks about the scarlet and the beast, the scarlet woman and the beast. Revelation chapter 17, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it talks about the scarlet woman and the beast. For those of you that don't know, the woman is not an actual woman. The woman represents, represents excuse me, the iniquity, the iniquity of, of, of the people. And that's the scarlet woman. I, I actually, um, I wanted to talk about, um, not the scarlet woman. There's another woman. Revelation chapter 12, excuse me, the woman, the child, and the dragon. This is basically the birth of Jesus Christ in the spirit. There's a reason why in the book, in Revelation chapter 12, it says, that Satan deceived a third of heaven. And I'm going to read to you Revelation chapter 12, verse 3 and 4. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his heads. His tail 
drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with the rod of an iron. And her child was caught up to the throne to God and his throne. Then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should feed her there 1,260 days. So this is basically the birth of Jesus Christ in heaven. Okay, this is basically the birth of Jesus Christ. The woman is not actually a woman. The woman represents the will of God. And the devil went to pursue the will of God and tried to destroy it before it could make its way into the earth. Why? Because the devil knew that once that once the birth of Jesus Christ happened, it was over for him. And there's a reason why the devil tried to tempt the first thing that Jesus did when he started. The first thing that happened to Jesus, excuse me, when he started his ministry was he tried to uh, the devil tried to tempt him. The devil tried to stop him before he was able to do the miracles before he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. The devil tried everything in his power to stop him and he failed. The prophecy was fulfilled. The new covenant was birthed. Bingo. Now we have a way out. The one disadvantage that the uh, that we have and the disciples didn't have, they walked in the desert for days, preparing their minds, preparing their hearts. And if you know anything about a desert, children of Yah, there's nothing around it. There's nothing around it. All you have, all you're left with is you, your own thoughts and God. And they would walk in the desert for weeks at a time before they went to go do the signs and wonders, before they went to go uh, preach the miracle of Jesus Christ. But in today's world, we don't have weeks. We don't even have minutes. We have mere seconds because from the moment you're born into the world, you got distractions at every which way you turn. Everything Oh, just about everything around you is designed, is designed to distract you from what God wants to do in your life. You go into a city like New York City, you go into Times Square. I want you to name one thing. I want you try and look for one thing that God calls your attention to. There's no evidence of God anywhere, not even in the people. Most of the people, most of the people in New York, they carry the spirit of Cain. They have hatred for one another. They don't even, they don't say hello. If anything happened to them, like maybe they fell, you know, none of those people would care. And I know I grew up in this area my whole entire life. This is the iniquity of the earth because people get more pleasure in themselves, in their own self-righteousness, in their own iniquity. And that pleasure is deeply rooted in a spirit of fear. Oh, ain't nobody going to take what I have. So I'm going to just look out for me and mine and you look out for you and yours. And that's going to be all. That's the way the cookie's going to crumble. That's how these people think. There's no feel good in that. There's no feel good. I meet someone who tries to, who's trying to preach the word of God, but their doctrine is a little off. And so when I reach out to them and offer them a message of correction, you know what they say? 
Oh, I don't know you. You a complete stranger. By evidence of that is the reason why your whole game is off. Because the first thing that happens when you come to repentance, you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the gift of the Holy Ghost within you will recognize the gift in somebody else. Long before you even start a conversation with them. If anybody comes to you with a message of repentance, with a message of correction, you got, it's, you don't, I want to encourage you children of Yah not to see them, but what they carry. See what they carry, children of Yah. Because no part of it, it's them. It's the spirit that they carry. It's the will of God that they carry. It's the anointing that they carry. The Bible says the anointing destroys the yoke. It says the anointing oil, but it's still the anointing. The anointing is what breaks. The anointing is what destroys the devil's hold over you. The anointing is what exposes that feel good to feeling terribly bad. The anointing is what destroys it and shows you what it is for what it really is. There is no feel good when it comes to sin. There is no feel good. So in closing, because I don't have a lot of time, take up your cross daily. See the lie in the sin. Do not let the devil convince you that it feels so good to look at women, to look at men, that it feels so good to do drugs, to drink, to smoke, to party, sex, sex, sex. See the lie for what it really is. Make it a priority to listen to the voice of Jesus. The Bible says, my sheep, they know me by my voice and they follow me. Make it a priority to listen to that voice. Make it a priority to know what it is. Make it a priority. And if you fall into temptation once more, the Bible says, be watchful. He, Jesus told the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, be watchful, lest you fall into temptation. Be watchful. Because if you do, your connection to God will be cut off. A lot of Christians are led to believe that no matter what they do, Oh, nothing can separate me from the love of God. God is always here. This, this, this reckless love. God is going to destroy, destroy, destroy to get to me. That is a lie also from the pits of hell. The Bible says in James chapter 4, draw nearer to God and he will draw near to you. The Bible also says in the gospel of James, submit to God. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee you. A lot of people like to cross out the therefore submit to God. Nobody wants to submit to God. Nobody wants to do the will of God. But everybody wants to resist the devil. Children of God, there is no resisting the devil without true repentance. There is no resisting the devil without submission to God. You can resist the devil all you want to. But if the devil knows you have a back door that is more than open, then it's no good. You have to submit to the will of God. Stop saying, oh, I'm trying. Stop saying, oh, it's, 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 it's hard. It's this, it's that. It's a lie is what it is, children of y'all. It's a lie. 
Do not lie. Do not lie and say, I'm trying. No, you're not. Oh, I'm trying to give up pornography. That wasn't the truth. The truth was, I love the porn more than I love Jesus. That was the real truth. The truth was, I was having a difficult time saying the name of Jesus because I was so addicted to the porn. The name of Jesus made me extremely uncomfortable. That was the truth. And then when I saw it for what it really was, I said, I want the power, man. I want, I want the, I want that Acts 1 8 power that they talk about. I want that power to do signs and wonders where it says in Mark 16, 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out devils. They will speak new tongues. They will take up deadly serpents. If they drink a deadly poison, it shall by no means harm them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's the power that I want. I want the power to heal my family. I want the power to heal my situation and circumstances. I want the power to be able to store my treasures up in heaven. I want the power that allows me to defeat a million demons by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of the lamb and the strength of my testimony, the strength of my story, the strength of my story that says I will not be beaten. I will not be defeated. I will not go down by the blood of Jesus. You are finished. And children of Yah, God has given me these prophetic visions about the devil literally in defeat. We were all rejoicing high in the heavens, all above him. We were watching him scream and yell and kick and scream. And there were so many of us screaming, yes, yes, the victory is finally here. We did it. We did it. The victory is ours. We went through hell to get here, but we did it. That is the true meaning of the Passover. That is the true meaning of Resurrection Sunday. Because the Lord delivered us from our own Egypt. The Lord gave us the blood of Jesus. And because of that blood, we are made clean. Because of that blood, we have victory. Because of that blood, we found new identity, new purpose, new vision. And that vision didn't allow us to perish, but to flourish. That vision allowed us to say, no matter what happens to us, if we die, if the devil pursues us and our blood is covered in the streets, it's the greatest victory in our lives. Because the Bible says, even if we lose our lives, we have eternal life. We had become more powerful than anybody could possibly imagine. There is literally nothing that the devil can do other than to deceive you. The devil would rather deceive you than kill you. And deception is death because the Bible says for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The devil wants to make the sin look holy, look righteous. 
You ladies want to find yourselves a good, smooth man? Like, ooh, he does everything. He says the right things. And then you find out he's not even a man at all. But in fact, he's a fallen angel. Then you find out he's not, even a, he's not even a man of God at all. He's a man of the devil. He just knew how to play the game because he gave you certain scriptures. Children, yeah, that's another thing. Be mindful of those who know how to say the right thing, including scripture. Because the devil knows scripture. The devil was once an angel in heaven, and he knows the system better than anybody else. Be mindful of this, children, y'all. Because it's not what people say. It's the spirit behind what people say. And that spirit is a shapeshifter. That spirit will do whatever the devil's will is to keep you from pursuing the will of God. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Be not ignorant of, the, of Satan's devices. No matter how good you think sin feels, don't believe it. Take heed that no one deceives you. That's what Jesus told the disciples in the end times. Take heed that no one deceives you. And that's it. That's it. Children, y'all, that's all I have for the, to share for today. I pray that you guys go sow in Jesus' name, go grow in Jesus' name. This episode will be available on, uh, on my podcast platform. It'll, it's available on my Facebook platform. It will be available on YouTube at some point during the day. I have to go right now. But I pray that you guys understand what the will of the Lord is for your lives. I love you all. God bless you all. Have a good evening. Thank you.